Welcome to the Gaining Momentum Podcast with your hosts, Abby and Megan. This is the podcast where we try our best to parent our kids for the world we want them to grow up in and the world we live in now. Welcome back, Gaining Momentum community. It's Abby and Megan here for another mini-sode. Abby, how are you? How am I? Just like casually, how am I? Or like (laughs) mental health check-in, how am I? You know what? I know we circle back on mental health check-ins a lot, but I feel like I I could use a mental health check-in. How are you? Yeah, I could too. I'm so tired, Meg. Yeah, I bet. You got a lot going on. Since we were last recorded an episode, obviously mm-hmm. the verdict came out in the murder of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Then we all learned about Mackie Bryant. Yeah. And just, I am so tired. Yeah. It's exhausting. It feels like a, a hamster wheel of like horrific grief and trauma. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's been a really like complicated week. I mean, like. Oh my God. Was that just last week? Yeah. Okay. I know. My weekly reminder that time means nothing. Time means nothing, but also like, I think it's also a reminder of how prolific and prevalent, 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 prevalent this, this stuff. It's like, you can't even like get your head above water before the wave comes again, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just, I, And this has been, so many people have said this, so many people who can say it more eloquently than me, but that doesn't change the sentiment that Mm -hmm. the fact that we needed to celebrate the verdict because it wasn't a given, which is, it's just, I'm so tired of that. Mm -hmm. It was a quote. I was listening to Jamal Hill is unbothered and she was quoting a journalist from USA Today. I can't think of her name offhand, but it was basically just the fact that there was a four-week murder trial for a murder that everybody saw. And even though everybody saw it, we still weren't sure of the outcome. Like there was still the possibility that that man would go free. And that's just horrific to me because the precedent was that he would. Mm -hmm. The pattern was that he would. The pattern is that there would be no accountability. Yeah, and I think like the statement of the week, year, decade, century is accountability isn't justice mm-hmm. right these aren't the same these aren't the same things mm-hmm. um you know obviously i'm happy that this is the outcome i mm-hmm. i'm horrified that it's, it's it feels like an anomaly and something that we feel like needs celebrating mm-hmm. i had a moment with my kid the other day where i just looked at him and i thought to myself he looks so old today. Like he just looks like such a kid today. And then Mm. I felt like terror for a brief second. Cause I was just (sighs) like, Oh shit. If he's starting to look older than he is, he's going to be treated older than he is. And what does that mean for him? And then I hated that. I had that thought in that moment, but I also was Mm -hmm. like, I have to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like you sharing that internal process that's like deeply intimate and personal also is such a gift and an offering for parents that don't have to think about that to be able to reflect the fact that they don't have to have that thought when they're looking at their child. Like I'm looking at my kid at the farmer's market the other day and I had the same thought and I'm deeply aware of how different 
the sentiment is in that thought for my kid versus even your kid. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mental health check-in. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. you asking. Yeah. yeah. I'm just uh, walking that fine line between exhaustion and anxiety. The two are very interwoven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that they can necessarily be one separate from the other. But, yeah. Yeah. Feeling some anxiety. How about you? They're deeply connected. I, and I'd be interested to talk about like, what do each of us, you know, in our different ways, based on our different things that are happening, do to cope with that? Cope with the anxiety? Yeah. And oh, does that mean you're feeling anxious too and I'm not alone in this? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Anxiety is my baseline. <laughs> I thought you were going to say anxiety is my best friend. And I was going to be like, all right, are we about to pull an an intervention? Because in the episode, your kid was saying how Echo Dot was his best friend. (laughs) And now anxiety is your best friend. I was going to be like, do we need to teach you guys about human beings? (laughs) These are people that can also be friends. And human connection. (laughs) Yeah. No, absolutely not. Anxiety is my worst enemy, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. I'm not um, friends with it. I'm trying to get to be, I'm trying to get to be friends with it. Because I feel like the more friends with it I can be and be like, even just be at peace with like where I'm at in a mm-hmm. given moment. That is one of my cope. If we're offering up coping strategies, and I may have talked about this in the past, but like, that's a coping strategy for me. It's just like to be in it and to not judge it mm-hmm. and try to just like be okay with it. But I think in the way that you're talking about like exhaustion and anxiety from this tidal wave after tidal wave of like mm-hmm. trauma mm-hmm. that's happening. I don't, I don't know that that's the same thing. Like, I don't know that sitting in that in the same way is helpful. I don't, I don't know. When the verdict came out, we put up our Instagram post and then I basically just turned off my phone for the night. Cause I was just like, I need mm-hmm. to unplug and just yeah. sort of be apart from the noise for a little bit to just gather Absolutely. my own thoughts and regroup and figure out what I'm going to do going forward because it's not over continues on mm-hmm. the battle the fight it wages on yeah totally I think we had some responses from listeners when we put up that post or something around that time where somebody was saying like they they can't and that it's like it's I can't look away but I'm just speaking to that exhaustion mm-hmm. and it's like I'm the last person that needs to give any BIPOC person permission to like look away but I just you know, tried to make a point at that time to this particular listener, like it is like a form of Mm self-preservation to like do what you did and to like check out um, and decide like what you're going to take in and what you're not. And you're not like doing a disservice to anybody to decide that you've had enough, but other folks need to be checking in and tuning in and paying very close attention. Mm -hmm. And by other folks, do you mean folks who aren't Black when these things happen or when there's a tidal wave of anti-Asian hate, folks who aren't Asian and when Indigenous people are facing persecution and hate, then non-Indigenous people need to check in. We need to pull up for each other. Totally. And I'm mostly talking about white people here. Any of these instances can be triggering across the board Mm -hmm. for people that have experienced systemic racism in the cultures that we live in. Um, based on their identity and who they are and moving through the world. So I'm, I'm mostly when I'm saying that thinking about, but you're right. We all, all of us from all across the board need to show up for each other in these moments where we have to do some reckoning and learning. But I was kind of mostly talking about white people. (laughs) We as white folks should not be looking away and like affording ourselves that privilege. This is where like that discomfort and sitting in it and learning and, you know, is kind of the least that 
can be done. (laughs) I will not disagree. So anyways, let's loop this back into our listener feedback about our episode. We talked about parenting in the digital age, and I think this is relevant because mental health Mm -hmm. is a big part, I think, of parenting in the digital age, equipping our children mentally for what the onslaught of being constantly connected and the social and demographical... I don't even know. Sorry. I'm like totally losing my train of thought. I'm really tired. No, no, (laughs) it's, I know. No, it's about the constant access to information Mm -hmm. too, right? So like we're, that sort of links exactly to what you were just talking about. Like, yeah, you could have stayed on all night and looked at every commentary and, you know, really gone down the rabbit hole that's available to you. Is this another plug for the podcast rabbit holing? Totally. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, But is it, uh, is it, is it good for you? And is it the right move? It, just because mm-hmm. it's there doesn't mean we should be, a- should we be accessing it? I think it ties in beautifully to like some of the things we we're talking about um, within our digital parenting episode for sure. Cause you know, these, these are skills that we are trying to learn little so that like that's there for, let's say for your son as mm-hmm. he gets older, that he knows how to like, that's been modeled for him, right? That checking out or that limitation or that boundary. Mm-hmm. And also seeking community and also using it as a way to express himself. There are, mm-hmm. you know, pros and cons. Total pros and cons. You had said um, if whether it's something that we rely on. And mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you because you put up the poll asking if mm-hmm. people rely on Google in their parenting. Yeah. What it was the response on that? I think a lot of people are relying on Google in their parenting and also I'll just say like over- overarchingly across the board, like this, this topic provoked a lot of response. I'm not surprised. Yeah. So that tells me that there people are really grappling with this and it, it's something that they're thinking deeply about and milling over and trying to figure out like just as much as we are. Um, so yeah, people were overwhelmingly Googling in their parenting for whatever that might mean for them. So whether that's like parenting tips or whether that's like what, where can I find a vintage combine or whatever your son's <laughs> question was, what did it look like? If you want to send us DMs and let us know what some of those things are that you're Googling. We'd yeah. Love to hear Hashtag kids say the darnest thing. Tiffany Haddish version, yeah. not the one with the other guy. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And um, just like what role that medium even plays, like that could be really diverse for people. The one thing that was like notable to me was I think that maybe our listener demographic skews young in terms of like age of kids Mm, Um, because there were a lot fewer folks whose kids are either like on social media yet or like have their own internet connected devices. Mm, Okay. Like overwhelmingly that was a no versus like a couple of yeses. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was just wondering if that's because people's kids are quite a bit younger still. And we just have like a handful of people that are sort of having kids that are like entering an age where that's starting to happen. We've never, ever like pulled people on the age of their kids. That it's yeah. actually a good idea. We should throw up a few different polls, like, you know, zero to yeah. three, four to, I don't know, whatever we can come up yeah. with this off air. But totally. <laughs> toddler, preschool, baby, toddler, preschooler, tween, teen. Yeah. There you go. Those are the words. Those are words. I got you, girl. I'm on it tonight. <laughs> But yeah, like I, I, that just popped in my head. I'm like, it'd be really interesting to know like what those demographics look like because it would give us a little bit of context around like what, pe- you know, what kinds of things are happening for people because this looks different, you mm-hmm. know, at different ages. Speaking of looking different, what were some yeah. of the things that people thought were pros and cons of parenting in the digital age? 
Well, the pros are overwhelmingly about connection and information, mm-hmm. which I think we talked about in the episode. For sure. Um, I, th- I think there's a real recognition of like the value in the resources that we have available to us um, in terms of like building, like you said, even building community, mm-hmm. staying connected, it, being able to promote infinite curiosity, um, which we talked a lot about as well. I think where risk lives for people is around regulation and addiction and like you know, like links to some of the things that we talked about, but I like one of our listeners talked explicitly about like regulating that access and Mm -hmm. self-regulating around these mediums. How do we, when we're not even necessarily that regulated with it at times, like I know I find myself and doom scrolling. Oh, sorry. I was just Um, on IMDb. What did you say? Yeah, (laughs) I know exactly. Right. Seriously. Sorry. I was just on TikTok. Yeah. TikTok. I was learning a TikTok dance just now. (laughs) So, yeah, I think like that's a common concern. How do we model this stuff? How do we like incorporate regulation and boundaries um, in a way that like helps build skills? So good luck with that, everyone. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) I wish you all the best. Keep messaging us. Keep sending us information about what you're doing. And let's keep pooling our resources and figure this out together. Totally. We'll see you for next week's episode on queer parenting. Woohoo. We acknowledge that Gaining Momentum is recorded, produced, and edited on the unceded territory of the Selic Okanagan people and the Coast Salish peoples, including the territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. Gaining Momentum. Gaining Momentum. Hosted by Megan and Abby. With artwork by Catherine Music by Evan Dysart. Please check our show notes with each episode for more information on Catherine and Evan, plus how you can stay in touch with us through email, Instagram, and Facebook. We look forward to hearing from you.